Welcome to Goop Tales, Behind the Story. I'm Maria Kalanchini, and I'm the founder and creator of Goop Tales. If you're new to the podcast, and this is your first time listening to an episode, you may want to go back one podcast and listen to episode 82, because the Behind the Story series was designed to go along with the regular story episodes and just give more information, sometimes factual, sometimes inspirational, about how I created the story. While writing episode 82, I did a lot of research into ancient Egypt and the time of the pharaohs and found out some interesting things and looked into the Egyptian museum where the story takes place. I am going to talk about all of that in this episode. And if you haven't already listened to episode 82, why don't you pause this, go and listen to it, because otherwise you might be in for a spoiler or two. And if you've already listened to episode 82, let me just refresh your memory and remind you the sort of trouble that sweet Toothia got herself into. Episode 82 was Sweet Toothia and the Egyptian Pharaohs. Sweet Toothia is a little goop girl that, guess what, loves sweets. And she is in a wheelchair. One day, in order to satisfy her enormous, overwhelming need for sweets, she steals a pie and ends up in an Egyptian museum, of all places in her wheelchair, where she meets a cat statue that she endows with her magical Heka, and she brings the statue to life. And the statue, the cat statue, is named Alexander. Sweet Toothia and Alexander explore the museum together, and they end up getting sought after or chased by the energy of an evil pharaoh who wants Sweet Toothia's Heka because he wants it to bring himself to life the same way that Alexander the cat brought to life by being touched by Sweet Toothia. So the two of them end up running about in the museum trying to figure out how to escape the energy of this bad pharaoh that's chasing them. And Sweet Toothia figures out how to differentiate between the bad pharaoh and the good pharaoh, and she deducts this by saying that if the pharaoh likes sweets, that they must be good, because she loves sweets so much that anybody else who loves sweets is good to her. What happens is they come upon a pharaoh, and they're not really sure if this pharaoh is going to be able to help them or not. It is a statue, of course, of a pharaoh, and the pharaoh ends up taking a giant golden cloud lick of Sweet Toothia's lollipop. After that, they know this is the pharaoh that is going to help them. And indeed, this pharaoh does. He helps them right back to where they belong. That is the summary for Sweet Toothia and the pharaohs of Egypt.
And now I want to answer a couple questions about the story and my inspiration for it. So some of you have written in and given me some really great questions. And the first one comes from, gosh, it's a name on Instagram, and I'm probably going to mispronounce it, but let me give it a go. It's Anglais is Cray, Anglais is Cray on Instagram says, how come there was a good pharaoh and a bad one? Well, that is a really good question. First of all, in any story, at least in the goop tales in my stories, I always like to have, it doesn't necessarily have to be bad and good, but I like to have an element of danger and suspense in the story. And in order to have that, that the goop escapes, you need something that's bad or evil or not so great that they are trying to get away from. It was for that reason that I decided to give the pharaohs the quality, one pharaoh the quality of good and the other pharaoh the quality of evil. But your question brings up an even greater point, which is, were there really bad and slash good pharaohs? And that seems a debatable question when I was doing my research. I would say, since pharaohs were the rulers of all Egypt, that there were many Egyptians that had opinions on this. But what I did find is a couple of pharaohs where there were those that said, this pharaoh was just the worst. The history books said it, based on the information they gathered from the Egyptians at the time. Awful pharaoh, awful influence, didn't care about his people, only cared about himself. And then there were other ones that would take that same pharaoh and say that that pharaoh was so wonderful because that pharaoh helped build maybe great pyramids in Egypt. So it was interesting, just people's different perspective on what is good and what is bad. And I would say that fast forward thousands of years from history to today, we still feel the same way. There are some people that look at some rulers and think that they're amazing, And other people look at those same rulers, they think they are the worst ever. That is why I had to pick an evil pharaoh and a good pharaoh. I didn't actually name who they were or where I got my inspiration in the story because there were several that would have fit the description. I didn't really want to call out any particular pharaoh, but Khufu, and if you'll remember, Khufu is the one that is the good pharaoh and blows out the the gold cloud of of dust, if you will, in the story. This is what it is said from my research that I've done online. It says, Khufu is remembered very differently from conflicting reports. Some inscriptions claim that he was a pious and generous ruler, while Greek historians like Herodotus, called him a cruel tyrant. So there you go. It is all in perception, I'd like to think, because sometimes there really is just good and just bad. But when it comes to rulers, it seems to be a matter of perception. I hope that answers your question. And now let me go on to the next question. This next question is from Micah. And Micah wrote in and asked, is Alexander the cat actually the name of a Egyptian cat? Well, Micah, 
I'm pretty sure there's probably a cat or two in Egypt named Alexander, but that is not where I got my inspiration from. When I was trying, sometimes I just get inspiration from my subconscious. It's probably just a mix of many things that have been in my brain for a long time. So when I was trying to think the name for Alexander, the cat, I saw this really beautiful black cat statue that is exactly as described in the story with the gold around the neck and the ears. And there's actually a picture of the Alexander the cat, or the cat that I named Alexander, on gooptales.com forward slash episode 82. You can see the pictures that go with this story and you'll see Alexander. But I picked the name Alexander. It just popped into my head and I thought, I want to name this cat Alexander. But I knew there was a reason and I couldn't make the connection. So when you asked your question, I went and did a little more research and I thought, what? why am I connecting Alexander with Egypt? Of course, when I read it, I was like, of course, how did I not make this connection? There is a city in Egypt called Alexandria. And Alexandria was named after Alexander the Great. He was a great Greek conqueror that ended up naming almost 20 cities after himself in areas that he had conquered throughout the world. So Alexandria in Egypt was one of those cities. And I think I just somewhere in my head associated the name Alexander with Alexandria, with Egypt. And that is how Alexander the cat got his name. Okay, the final question that I got was how did Sweet Toothia get in a wheelchair? The best answer I can give for this question is that Dahlia, who thought of the name Sweet Toothia, wrote in and said she wanted to put Sweet Toothia in a wheelchair. She did not tell me why Sweet Toothia was in a wheelchair, and I don't really address it in the story. All that I say in the story is that she can't walk. For that reason, she's in a wheelchair. I don't have a particular reason, but your question is definitely pause for thought, because when Dahlia wrote in that suggestion for Sweet Toothia to be in a wheelchair, I had to really think about that and think, how can I write this story and just honor this whole idea of a goop in a wheelchair? Because I have never been in a wheelchair and I don't have a lot of familiarity with people that are in a wheelchair other than before my mom passed last year and she was ill, she had to be in a wheelchair to move about and we would push her in a wheelchair. And it was always pretty easy. It was kind of great. I mean, Rocco loved it because he got a free ride on her lap. I don't have a particular reason other than Dahlia asked, but it does make me, it made me think in the story that people in a wheelchair can do pretty much anything anyone else can do if they have the right tools accessible to them, you know, wheelchair accessible things. That was, I hope that's the answer to your question. And if any of you out there that are listening have familiarity or are in a wheelchair or have any thoughts on that subject, I would love to hear them because I always like to bring awareness to 
new areas of learning for me in this world, how other people live their lives, and to bring awareness through the stories as well. So please write in and tell me your thoughts, especially if you are in a wheelchair. Well, that is it for today's Behind the Story episode. If you have any questions that you would like me to answer in a future Behind the Story episode, and these can be questions just in general about Goop Tales, you can send in your questions either via email or by leaving a voice message on the website. There's a little sidebar if you go to gooptales.com where it says leave a voicemail for Maria. You can do it there. Or you can write us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can just go to gooptales.com for more information. And lastly, so many of you have been writing in asking how you can help support the podcast. I really appreciate your help. In general, if you could tell your friends and your family that you think might enjoy it about the podcast, that helps support it and it helps grow it along the way. So basically, the best thing you can do to help me is spread the word. Okay, thanks again for listening. The next episode is coming out soon. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And I will see you in the next Goop Tale. 